Welcome to John Cook Ministries Podcast. I'm John Cook. I'm a retired Baptist preacher with over 50 years in the ministry of teaching and preaching the King James Bible, God's Holy Word. The purpose of this podcast is to present the Word of God as being just as relevant today as it was in the day that it was written. We now join in progress, part eight of our continuing study on the pastoral epistles. Then in verse 15, we read, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. The first part of the verse declares not only its truth, but that this must be ever a part of our preaching. We are ever to preach that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If you're not a sinner, you don't need a savior. But the truth of the scripture declares we all are in need of the savior. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 tells us. Romans chapter 3 and verse 10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Thank the Lord the Savior came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. Listen, sinner, come to Jesus. He says in John chapter 6 and verse 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Salvation is in Christ Jesus our Lord, not in our flesh, not in our works, not in the works of the law. Only in the Lord Jesus Christ can we be saved. John chapter 4 and verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Don't miss the great salvation that is in the Savior. Now, in the last phrase of verse 15 of chapter 1 in 1 Timothy, Paul says, of whom I am chief. We need to be careful to teach men that seek the service of God that we are not set above the people to whom God has sent us to preach to. And that way the preacher will not preach to his congregation as though he is not as bad as his listeners. It's easy to get the thinking that we are not just sinners saved by grace, but that we're something special. <laughs> Thought of what my grand or what my daughter Linda used to say, saying, Isn't that special? Well, it's important that we don't come to believe we're something special. Some think we as Christians should not say at all that we are just a sinner saved by grace. They say this forgetting that the Apostle Paul wrote this verse in Timothy after he'd been saved for quite some time, and he still saw himself as just a sinner saved by grace. In fact, he saw himself as the chief sinner saved by grace, the worst of all saved by grace. Paul knew what he was, and we need to know what we are. All those that go around with a positive view of themselves are blind to the reality that outside of the Savior, we are nothing but lost sinners on our way to hell. 
I thank God for so great salvation that he saved me from death, hell, and the grave. But it's only by his grace and his mercy. Now look at verse 16 of chapter 1 in Timothy. Paul declares, Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. He declares that God had a purpose in saving him, and God's purpose in saving Paul, and God's purpose in saving Paul was to show that he would save all that came unto him. There's no one too bad to get saved, no sin too great that it cannot be washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ shows us his long-suffering in saving Paul that we might know that he can save us too. In 2 Corinthians, the Bible says, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Paul saw the things going on in his Christian life as for the sake of the new Christians to learn what the Lord can bring us through. We too should see the things that the Lord allows to come in our lives as preachers, as God using us to teach others experientially what God can do. God has a purpose in the things that go on in our Christian life and in our Christian service. So let's let God have his way. Let's take the opportunity of teaching men for the ministry this same great truth. Then Paul bursts forth with praise to the Savior in verse 17, declaring, Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. We need to teach those that God allows us to have a ministry with to follow the scripture and give God all the glory and to see our God as the eternal God. The one that we read about in Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 20 and verse 27, where he says, the eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. Let us teach our students that we serve the eternal God to whom we can run for refuge and know the safety that we find in him. Not only is our God eternal, but he is immortal. That means there's no corruption in him. In him is life, life eternal. He inhabits eternity and shall never die. He is the invisible God who has chosen to reveal himself to us in the person of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 tells us, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The Lord our God is the only wise God. He knows all about us, our weaknesses, our frailties, our needs, our end from the beginning. Job says in Job chapter 23 and verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So the Lord knows my every step in his will or out of his will. Then we find in Psalms chapter 42 and verse 21, he knoweth the secrets of the heart. Listen, nothing, absolutely nothing is hidden from the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13 says, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Truly, God is the only wise God, and every preacher needs to understand this great truth. It is our responsibility to let our students know this great truth forever and ever. We owe God the honor and glory. We must not and dare not take any of his glory for our own or give it to anybody else. God alone is worthy. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on the pastoral epistles. Now, before you go, if you live in the Riverside, California area, I want to give you a personal invitation to visit the Faith Baptist Church, where our pastor, Nathan Cook, preaches the Word of God from the King James Bible. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment? Or maybe a prayer request, or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast, and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.